The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, Grizz Nation? Welcome to the show. I'm your host, David Williams, along with the Sammy B. What's up, guys? Because I didn't get a what's up from the last time or the time before. Well, actually, I did. Dave did. What's up, man? But <laughs> I did. Yeah, the solo show with the uh, the COVID scare. So I, I didn't talk about that a whole lot. I won't honestly like. I was around somebody that was around somebody, and so I had to wait for their test to come back, and it was just kind of weird, and I'm like, man, I'm not going to put you, mm. if they are positive, I'm not going to put you in the line of fire. So I just done one solo. I was actually hiding out in my basement for three days away <laughs> from my family. Like, it was... Like a ninja. It, <laughs> like, man, I, I hated it, dude, yeah, honestly. I, I wouldn't have liked because that either. I can't get my family seen. You know, I've got a newborn. Yeah. I'm not going to take a chance. So I'm in the basement and I don't have the refrigerator. Like I don't have everything set up down there yet. And so I'm down there and I'm at the mercy of everybody else. Like they were setting stuff at the top of the stairs <laughs> and then shutting the door and walking away. And then I would go get it. I felt like a prisoner almost, but <laughs> it was brutal. So anyway, well. this is Hootball Grizz. We're, uh, off to a roaring start. This is the post-game show. The Grizzlies play the Portland Trailblazers. The Trailblazers today. They lost in overtime. I had said it in previous shows. This is the team, out of all the teams that are chasing the Grizz, this is the team that, I guess, scares is honestly what? the best word. I hate to use that, but... This, was this a, is a team that I would least want to face. That's what I was about to say. In a play-in situation, because of Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Carmelo Anthony is at the tail end of his career. But as you can see from today, he can still shoot the ball. He can still score. He's not going to bring you much more than that. But when you have three guys that can score at will on a roster, it can be scary. The Grizzlies had plenty of opportunities to close this game out. They in my opinion, shot themselves in the foot. Uh, yeah. You missed 12 free throws in total. Mm-hmm. I'll say it now. I'll say it a million times if you listen to the podcast. I know you've heard me say this before. Free throws win championship. I've said it. They do. And take away the 12 missed because you're not going to shoot 100%. I'm well aware of that. The Grizzlies shot. Hold on. I'm on Portland. Let me. The Grizzlies were 76% from the free throw line. But these are the ones that really, really, really matter. They had three, three technical foul free throws. They missed every single one of them. 0 for 3 on the technical foul free throws. DeAnthony Melton was 3 for 7. He's normally a really good free throw Mm -hmm. shooter. And he did not shoot good from the line today. Obviously, that's not the only thing that cost him the, the games. There were some questionable... Shot choices by Dylan Brooks. There's some things that they could have done differently, obviously. But when it comes down to it, if you execute on those free throws, makes all the difference in the world. Sam actually, I I went into work. Wasn't supposed to work, but I went into work, so I didn't get to watch it, but I had it playing. I listened to the entire game. Sam got to watch it. I got what, to watch most of it. So so give me that. Like on the radio, you know, I'm, I'm at the mercy uh, of Fish and Sean Elliott. Mm-hmm. And those guys are fabulous. I'm so glad to hear them. I'm glad that basketball is back. I watched the, yes. the opening night, the Jazz Pelicans, Lakers Clippers. 
the games that I have watched slash listened to so far have not disappointed. It has been, it's felt like a really, really good product, man. It feels like basketball. I, I, I was wondering if that, it was going to be weird, but these games, go ahead, man. I keep talking over you. Um, These restart game, not, not the restart as in yesterday, but the one games, the warm-up games. There we yeah, go. The scrimmages. That's the, the scrimmages. Now, those, the first game I watched, there was like the, I think it was a Clipper game, and they had the TV screens all the way around, and at one point they put like fake fans on the thing. I'm like, what the? That threw me for a loop. That just threw me for a loop. Yeah, so Didn't, Michelob Ultra, I think, is uh-huh. doing where you can kind of sign up what? to be, like you can sit in front of, yeah, like you can be one of the digital fans. When I it's saw that game. today. Yeah. I man. saw it, and there was one person literally laying on their bed sideways with their arm, resting on their arm <laughs> like this, some girl, and it was right next to this little kid, and it looked like they were like, it looked weird. I'm like, what the heck? I'm like, oh, that's the that's the fan thing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, okay, all right, that they y'all need to pick a different place to put that one but all right fair enough but no it, it was it was neat but the scrimmages it just didn't feel right because there wasn't any fans there you know even though there there was i guess on the screen yeah. but it just didn't feel right and after watching today what i got to see of the grizzlies it was it was kind of nice to see him play again it was you know a real game this time sure yeah one, one that counted you know i think the nba has done a great job like the the piping in noise and all like the stuff that they're doing They've done a good job with it. They're they're up against the wall, right? Like, mm-hmm. what what do you do? You don't know. You don't know. You've never dealt with this. You don't know what to do. So you do the best you can. And I think that they have done. For for me, they've exceeded what I thought it was going to be. And uh, you know, it's it's early. We're you know, this is the the first few games of the actual restart that count. And three out of the four games have been last second slash overtime games. Mm-hmm. And the one that wasn't is one that you didn't expect to be. You know, the Brooklyn Nets are putting a G League team out there. They're, they're just going to fall. <laughs> <Yeah>. Everybody <laughs> expects them to fall. You know, they're missing the core of their team. Well, you know, like Kyrie, Kevin. Of course, Kevin didn't really play. Well, he, right, oh, he didn't but, play, period. That's yeah, right. DeAndre Jordan. I mean, they're, they're missing a lot of guys mm-hmm. that, from that. And, you know, even was it – Michael Beasley they signed and then he ended up testing positive for COVID and so they I didn't know that like it was they, they've not had good luck no. so it, it's um nobody expects the Nets to do much down there and um you know I, I'm sure it's tough as a Nets fan to sit back and, and watch what's going on with them but you got to have hope because that's right they're going to be much better well next that's year. what I was about to say Karis LeVert keep it up you the man yeah D- DFS guy, Karis LeVert, he's going to be a god because he is going to be carrying the load for uh, the Nets. Yes. Right now until further notice. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna. He's the man. Yep. I'm going to run through the uh, the box scores real quick. Um, and then, then we'll just kind of dive in a little bit more to the game. Kyle Anderson, four points, two rebounds, one assist, one steal. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well. He was one for five from the field. Jaron Jackson doing unicorn things with 33 points, three hmm. rebounds, a steal, a block. Six threes. Six, count them, for the seven-foot guard. JV, foul trouble. It got him. He was eating. He, he scored 16 points 
in four minutes. 16 points in, in not in four minutes. That 14 would be crazy. Minutes. 14 minutes. <laughs> I haven't seen him do that yet. <laughs> 16 points in 14 minutes. He was uh, foul trouble killing him. Um, Dylan Brooks, 15 points, four rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block. Ja Morant, double-double, 22-5-11. DeAnthony Melton, Mr. Do-Something, filling up the stat line like he always does, 7-4-2-2-1. Two, two, Brandon Clark, off the bench, 21 points, seven rebounds, two assists, a steal, and two blocks. My man. Grayson Allen played 21 minutes, five points, two rebounds. He shot pretty well from the, he was two for four from the field. Uh, made the only, only three-point attempt that he took. Just honestly was not that effective out there. I'm man. just glad to see him playing again. Glad that he's out there, but, you know. Uh, we need Sane, production, but. Yeah, Sane was out. He's like, man, I understand that, that Coach loves Grayson, and I love Grayson and the way that he plays the game, but I don't think right now is it. And, and I don't know that it is either. You know, he had, the NBA in general had a big layoff, but he had a longer layoff because of that hip injury. So, it's you know, there's a little more rust for him than the other guys. Josh Jackson was uh eight, six and two. Anthony Tolliver, fourteen minutes, four points, one rebound, two assists. For a total of 135 points, just short of the one forty that the Trailblazers put up. They're poo poo. Got the best of them today, man. They well, did. It, it's well, it's like I said in one of our other podcasts, they've got their whole team back now. They the do. Blazers do. Yep. Nurk looked good today, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, eighteen, nine, and five with six blocks. And he fouled out. There was only there's no telling what that man was gonna do. Yeah, he uh, he was definitely doing what you wanted to see him do coming back. Um I just, so I'm gonna address this. I'm gonna Dylan Brooks, there was a, a whole conversation on Twitter about him and his shot selection and how he shot the Grizzlies out of the game. And I, and I know kind of what the guys are referring to whenever it comes to that because there were a few times when I was listening to the radio broadcast that he came down and Elliot's like, man, that's not what you want. You don't want to fire up a one-pass three. He said, I don't care that it's an open look. I don't care that it's a good look. When you're in the lead – you want to eat time off of that clock and him firing up that shot, even though it was a good look, is not the play. And it's a young team. They've had to learn how to win over the course of the year and learning how to play from behind. Like, when you're playing from behind, you know what to do. Your balls to the wall, everything you got, you're putting up points as quick as possible. So a shot selection like that doesn't look as bad as when you're playing with the lead trying to maintain it, you're wanting to eat up some of that clock before you score. I think you all know where I stand with Dylan Brooks. You know, I feel like I think Dylan, yes, he, what this is for, is it his fourth year in the league? But with injuries and everything like that, he's played just over two seasons worth of games. And he's still young. This team is still young. That is something he has to fix, though. I'm not, you know, like, I'm not going to sit here and apologize for Dylan making bad choices or or bad shot selections because of his youth. The coaches know that he's making bad shot selections. They've got to address that. The coaching staff has to be like, hey, Dylan, listen, 
this is what we need from you. And then he's got to be receptive or not. And hopefully he is. And then you see where you go from there. But there were plenty of people ready to give up on him because he struggled in the first two scrimmage games. And then he came out and he smacked the heat right in the face. And there was a whole lot less trash talk on him. So I get the hate on Dylan. I understand that. There are just a lot of things about his game that I like. The the defensive end. So there, there's one thing that's been coming up, and it, it was it was a good conversation to be a part of. But the um, oh, I can't remember which outlet. Some outlet released a uh, statement saying Zach Levine has mentioned he's tired of losing, and the <laughs> saying tweets he's like future Grizz. <laughs> and I've got to be honest, man. You know, and I said it, you know, in, in there, I'm like, I don't think he's it, man. I don't think he's the answer. And I get the. So what? What do you get from Zach Levine? Injuries. He's been fairly healthy in Chicago. Well, this last year, I guess he. Well, yeah. yeah, I guess he was this past. You know, he year. missed it. So not this season, but the previous season, he missed a little bit of time. And I remember this because I traded for him. Uh-huh. Or no, 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 I had him. You had him and you traded him And I traded him for Chris Paul Mm -hmm. and it won me the championship. Let's go. Yeah, whatever. Um, It did. (laughs) Um, Mm. But he didn't miss that much time. So he's been fairly healthy in Chicago. He's missed a few games. But this is what concerns me with Zach Levine. This is a reservation that I have with Zach Levine possibly being a, a future Grizz. Number one is his attitude. Okay, he's never, like, the the relationship with a coach in Chicago is not good. He was not problematic in Minnesota. He was not one, you know, you didn't see anything. But there's been plenty of instances in Chicago where you have attitude or friction between him and the coach. None of the guys that are on the Grizzlies roster right now Young roster, I understand maybe just haven't had the time in the league in order for that to happen, but none of the guys on the roster right now have done that. And I worry about, is this going to be Zach Levine's MO? Is this what, you know, if he is he going to get somewhere and get unhappy and then start throwing a crybaby fit? I don't know. That, that, that would be... Maybe. No, I don't know. I don't... Hmm. So, I'd kind of like to see, just, just you know, stat-wise, Zach Levine, healthy Zach Levine, with the Grizzlies, that'd be really cool, I think. You got a really good score there. My yeah, God. You, you got a guy that on any given night can score drop 40. 40. Yeah. Yep. I mean, when I think of him in fantasy numbers, I think it, I do. I think of him about 40-point games and stuff. I really do. Uh, yeah, three-point three point threat. 40 points, he's going to... How well can he play off the ball, though? Yeah, well, that's the... You know, can he play off the ball? If he is on a team with a playmaker like John Morant, can he play off the ball? He's never been on something like that, I don't know. His Everything in his game says he can. You know, he I'd can, assume he can so, shoot but the ball. His attitude... So, it's obviously, you know, it's... I don't know. All right, so... Do this for me, Sam. Are you why you would 100% want Zach Levine on this team? I want to hear why you would and why you wouldn't want Levine on this team. Scoring-wise, absolutely, because that would definitely help 
help that out. Could have helped today. We keep in the same roster, I guess, yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to have to give something up to get him. They can have um, um, Zhang Gorgie. They can have him. <laughs> um, well. He may be part of that trade to make the money right, honestly. Yeah. And, a, you know, expiring contract. I'd like him for the scoring aspect, but like you said, I don't know. You don't know if he can play off the ball. You don't know how his attitude's going to be, like you said. His attitude in Chicago. Mm. Mm-mm. Man, I could go on. Mm. I'm not going to get into that, but I'm I not going to go say I'm not going to sit here and act like the issues that he's had in Chicago, some of the the attitude, some of the stuff that he's done. I'm not going to say that it's not justified. Yeah, I won't. That the, coach you know, is uh, there. There <laughs> definitely there have been some decisions made by that coach that yeah. I don't know if he's trying to make a point. I don't. I can't tell you what he's trying to do. But I'm not I'm not sitting here saying that Zach Levine being upset with his coach is not justified. Like I'm not one of these oh well he you know well you gotta do whatever the coach says. No, no. that's not like these guys are grown men. I'd tell Taylor Jenkins where to go if I played on the Grizzlies. <laughs> I'm just whatever, kidding. Whatever. I'm just kidding, Taylor. I'm just playing around. <laughs> uh, all right, so the pros obviously with Levine, if they do make this trade to get Zach, and there's you know the Grizzlies front office that this is just spitballing, but what what do you give up for him? What do you have to? Does th- Brandon Clark have to be in that deal? I was just about to say I think it probably has to be Dylan and Brandon almost. And that's it. you're giving up Dylan, and that's that's fine, and the because you're getting Levine is going to take his role. But is it worth giving up? Brandon Clark. No. And then do the Bulls, like, where does Brandon Clark slide into their roster? Because, you know, you got Laurie Markin in it. And I'm obviously, like, I've watched Brandon Clark play. I know that he is athletic. I know what he can do. I'm not saying that he wouldn't play in Chicago, but how does he fit into your team build? What happens there? And there was also talk about Thad Young. Thad Young, they're saying, you know, they may move Zach Levine and Thad Young. And then at that point, you know, Brandon Clark, okay, he's eating up Thad Young's minutes. Or maybe he progresses and he's a starter. I don't know what happens there. But knowing what this young core has and the chemistry that they have, some of the oop dunks and the thing, you know, I've watched the highlight videos of some of the stuff that happened today if you take a guy like Brandon Clark away from this team, do you end up missing that? Is that going to be the one piece that you're going to need to push you over the top? So the front office has done this front office has done a fantastic job of putting this team together and whatever they do, you know, I'm, I'm on board. I trust this front office. They've made a lot of great decisions, but I, I just don't know for me, Dylan's defense Zach Levine, it's not even remotely ninety-seven, eighty-seven, two K logic right there. Well, D- Dylan's a ninety-seven. Levine, and I, I would say Levine's a seventy-seven. It's it's not in comparison. The difference on the offensive end, so the amount of offense that Levine brings, like he's X amount greater than than mm-hmm. Dylan on offense. Dylan is just as much, if not more than that on Levine on defense. Mm-hmm. 
Ja is a pretty good defender. But do you want Ja working his ass off guarding the heart like the, the toughest guy on the other team? Is that what you want? Do you want your star? I don't I don't no, know what you do, man. I would want that. Th- this is what I'll say. If the Grizzlies can pull off that trade and land Zach Levine and somehow manage to keep Brandon Clark, That'd be I right. honestly, there's not a piece, another piece that they would give up that I'm not okay with. Ja's not going anywhere. Jaron's not going anywhere. If they can get Levine on this roster and not lose Brandon Clark, then sign me up. I'll take it. As long as they don't trade Giannis, we're good. Yeah. I don't know, man. He like I, I've said it before and I know that, that he's your dude and you know that I love him too, but he's he's not off limits to me, man, just because of age. You just because he's old, you're well, awful. I'm not calling him old he's at old. all, but he's, he just doesn't fit the he's time. Younger frame. Than me. You know, he's <laughs> a like he's an anchor for this team mm-hmm. right now. He is, and that's had he not been in foul trouble, I think they win this game. Oh, today. they he they you know he ate feed the beast. It's supposed to be a post game. We kind of <laughs> ran off on a trail there. You know, the, whoop, whoop. you guys know it's one one forty one thirty five final score. Portland beats them. That was a big game for both teams. The Grizzlies really really needed that game, but Portland obviously needed it more. Um, it, it's the execution, making good shot selection. Free throws, free throws, free throws. They're freebies. They're gimmies. You got to make them. You at least got to, what they shoot? 12 of them, you said? They missed 12. They, they missed 38 12. for 50. 30, okay, 38 for 50. So you need to be 49 of 50. Boom. Yeah, Ball I mean, game. I'm not. If you have Zach Levine, it'd happen. If they. I have no idea. Don't quote me on that. I don't know how If they make the three. The three technical foul free throws, I think that makes all the difference I feel, in the world. I feel I know like, they lost by five. Yeah, but, but I, f- I feel they had three technical free throws, you sure? Three of them. And they missed. Yep. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure Ja, ja went in. They called a T. Ja got to shoot the technical, and he made that. Maybe I'm mistaken, but I thought, I think because I, I know well, that, I know for a fact Ja went to the line. Nobody was standing there, and he shot one free. And yeah, they called it, and Ja makes the technical free throw. So were there four technical? I fouls? think so. Maybe because I there was one the, right at the end. The right, Anthony Melton missed. He missed. Yeah, he that was embarrassing. Did he miss two technical free throws? He may have. I, I know, know he that missed he missed. One. He missed one for sure, and Grayson yeah. Allen missed yeah. one. And I know Ja made his because they. Unless if I was unless I was watching some other game that Jaw maybe I dreamed it I don't know, but I was fair I'm fairly certain that Jaw correct me if I'm wrong comment on it if you want <laughs> correct it but fairly certain yeah I have to I'm gonna go back and watch the replay and see but I I do I feel like they maybe it was one for four but either way when you know when you get a technical foul free you, you've got to make it man you have to I don't expect them to shoot a hundred percent but I do you can't miss. That many free throws. It's just not. It's two K like, logic. You have you, to. You have to shoot thirty for thirty. There it is. You got to do better. That's that's for sure. So you know, with that, the Grizzlies fall. Oh and one in the restart. Yeah, oh and one in the thirty-two eight games. and thirty-four. 
What's that put the uh, the lead in the standing, Sam? You got it sounds like you got it up over there. No, I just pulled that out of my my butt. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> no, that's right. That's yeah. right, though. Thirty two. Oh, I was right. Okay, I yeah. knew it was somewhere. Let me see. I've got no. I don't. Never mind. I lied. Sam's terrible. I am. I can't see straight right now. So yeah. So that the Trailblazers are two and a half games back of the Grizzlies at this point. Uh, the Blazers are thirty and thirty-seven. The Grizzlies are thirty-two and thirty-four. The Grizzlies got work to do, man. They they have got. Well, uh, if they if they'd have won today, they would have put them like four and a half games ahead, something like that. Yeah, it's uh so like the basically if the Grizzlies had won today, then what happens in the Spurs? Whoever won the Spurs Kings game would have been in ninth place at that point. And then if the Spurs won that game, the next game that the Grizzlies play on Sunday would have been that much more important. Not that it's not important. You know, Boy, they, the Grizzlies game's important now. They they've got to win this game. They they cannot start this 0-2. They have to beat a depleted Spurs team. I will never in my life sleep on a Popovich team because it's Coach Popovich. He's one of the greatest of all time. He knows how to rally the troops. The problem is he's missing a lot of troops right now. Yeah, I've not, seen crazier things. Not quite to the uh, not quite to the Nets level, but you know he's missing some pretty core pieces. And so the Grizzlies have got to go out and execute. They've got to beat the Spurs. And, you know, it, it it was back and forth in the season between those two. Like, that's the, I don't know, was it two and one? I know it was at least one and one because the Spurs came in and shot like a thousand percent. Yeah, I remember that. Memphis. That was that was LaMarcus Aldridge's like 500-point game. Yeah. 56 yeah. or something like that. I apologize. I should have been better prepared. But anyway, that's all. That's They've got to win this game. This is a must-win game. I said it before. I said, like, you do not want to face Portland in a play-in game. No. You don't. That, that team, they they have not played that well. Or like, Dame had a good year, but the team Career overall year. the team overall did not play all that well this year. Yeah, they were had that they had injuries. Zach Collins was out. He was back today. Nurkic was out. You saw what kind of impact they, Nurkic made on the game. They both looked really good today. They, both both of those guys affected the game. They and had those two are, huge men out there, and I was like, this is absolutely not fair because I'm like, they have their whole team back now. And I've said that before, but that's the thing. It's they, they do, they've yeah. had their whole they, – they, they are a good team. Anyway, mm-hmm. and when you add that, there—I mean, that's it. There yeah. it is. Hel- being healthy makes all the difference in yep. the world. The Grizzlies were down Tyus Jones. Do you feel like Tyus Jones makes a difference? Mm-hmm. You feel like the Grizzlies missed him? To, you know, because because he would have came in where Grayson did, I guess, right? That would be my guess. That Grayson, I think so. Grayson played like 22 minutes. I don't think Grayson plays near that much. No, if, if Tyus is there, because Tyus is. And that could have been the the thing there. You know, I, there's well, there's no telling now. You can't really tell. But yeah. I just, I would, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Man, I don't know, man. Five-point like difference. I mean, he could, well, of course, Grayson scored five. So if they take ten, so Tyus scored ten, he could. 
you know, getting to double overtime and then triple overtime, quadruple. We've seen that playoffs, Portland and Nuggets last year. Yeah, man. We stayed up till almost 2 o'clock in the morning watching that, and I had to work the next day. (laughs) (laughs) So bottom line today, Grizzlies lose to the Trailblazers, and that lead shrinks. Grizzlies have got to take care of business. They've got two games here that mean a ton in the standings. They go Spurs, and then on the third, they play the Pelicans. So we're going to find out if they're the Pelicans or Pelicans. Yeah, there's been a lot of talk with uh, Zion and how much he's going to play, how much he's not going to play. And, you know, I, Lyle and I are going to do a co-show on that one. So I'll kind of, I'm, I'm going to, there's something that I want to say about that, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about it right now. Um, but anyway, so the next two games, the Grizzlies have got to take care of business. You've got to make better decisions when you're in the lead. Dylan has got to make better shot selection. They've got to take care of the ball. Right. Got to make free throws. They're, They're there was two shots that he took that I, I said that, that hey, yeah. you, you've you got the lead. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's early in the shot clock. I mean, yeah. you've got like 20 set not 20, but I'm okay to get it across the floor. It, it was like 18, 16 seconds left, yeah. I remember. And Dylan, wide open for three, boom, misses it. I was like, ooh. And, of course, uh, shout out to Joe. He was standing next to me. Who is that? And it was Dylan Brooks. He's, oh. Well, he does that occasionally. And then he goes down, and a couple possessions later, he goes in, shoots a open two jumper, but, of course, 15 seconds left, and it misses that. And it's just like, dude, I, I like you, but it's like, dude, yeah. I, I will ream you too, <laughs> yeah, Dylan. So if he knocks the shot down, is it that big of a deal? No. It's still not a good shot selection. No. It's not. When you have the lead. But we win. If he knocks those shots down, Grizzlies win. There's not as much said about it, obviously. But it's still not a good decision. Even if, you know, you knock those shots down, it's still early in the in the shot clock. You want to eat the time up. That's what you want to do there. And so regardless whether he makes it or not, it's still not a good shot selection. At that that point of the game, you have to make better decisions. There's always more than one thing that costs you the game. There were some things defensively they could have done a little bit different. There were, you know, I know at one point they, they were trapping, they were double teaming and trapping and taking the ball out of Lillard and McCollum's hands. And that's when they went on that big run. They well, It was like 30 to 6. They went on that big run. And then for whatever reason, they got away from that. And I don't know if there was something that Jenkins saw. Maybe, okay, they're breaking that down now, so we're going to stop doing that. It was tough for me because I'm listening to it on the radio, so I didn't see exactly what was going on that made them get away from that. That was the first two quarters for me. I got to listen to it on the radio, and then I went somewhere and finally got to see most of the the rest of the game from that, so... Well, either way, it's good to have sports back. I hate that the Grizzlies lost. We suit up again on Sunday against the Spurs. Spies. Another 3 o'clock time window. Spies. You're killing these smalls. We're going to wrap it up there, guys. Thanks for listening. Before we go, we're going to talk to you about our partner here at HootBall, MyBookie.ag. They are back with us right now, and the promo is better than last time it was great last time it's better this time my bookie is matching your initial deposit 100 percent right now so you go to my bookie you sign up 
you enter the promo code HOOPBALL that you're going to match your initial deposit 100%. And on top of that 100% match, you're going to get an additional $10 for an MLB futures bet. If you're not an MLB guy, you need somebody to listen to to give you some pointers on MLB, go check out the guys at HOOPBALL Gaming. They've been doing great work. Devin, Ira, the whole team over there has just been killing it. Go check them out. If you're not a baseball guy, you want to use that money, they can give you pointers. They will point you in the right direction to set you up. But it's mybookie.ag. The promo code is HOOPBALL, and that gets you a 100% deposit match whenever you sign up with a new account. Again, mybookie.ag, promo code HOOPBALL. MyBookie's been in the business for a long time, guys. They have more lines and better odds than any other site out there. Go check them out, mybookie.ag. You will not be disappointed. Their terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay you. It's that easy. Plain and simple. That easy. Do it. One more time, mybookie.ag, the promo code for the 100%. Hoopball. It's that easy. 100% deposit, man. H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L. Boom. I even spelled it for you. That's right. Thanks, my bookie, for coming along with us, man. We appreciate it. That's all we got. You can find the show on Twitter at HoopballGrizz. I am at DWill2111. Sam is. It is at SammyB1118. That's a capital S, lowercase a-m-m-y, capital B, 1118. We will see you all Sunday night, hopefully, after a Grizzlies win against the Spurs. Oh, they got this. If they don't, I'm disowning them. Who are they? (laughs) Memphis who? Grizzlies what? (laughs) What? Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Until next time, go Grizz. Go Grizz. Yeah. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.